after most of our teams were in a bye week last week, many returned to action this Friday night. You have rivalry games and you have region matchups that will start to solidify and shape in the playoff picture for their respective regions. We're here to talk about that and much more right now on the Powerhouse Sports Countdown to Kickoff. To powerhouse sports, Wendell Hare, Charles Hollywood Wilkerson, and I am Michael Floyd. And we are glad to be back officially this week as we get ready to break down some games that will shape up their regions and also talk about a lot of things that are going on in high school sports, not only in the state of Alabama, but in the surrounding states. We are here. My backdrop. We're throwing it to Eddie Brundage, head coach of the Houston Academy Raiders. He's going to be my backdrop tonight. So shout out to Coach Eddie <laughs> Brundage. Um, but fellas, you had a kind of an off week with with, with most of our teams. Excuse me, in our coverage area, um, and now Detroit Webb joins us. Now you have. Um, Flomerton back on back on it, uh, Hillcrest back on it, uh, Jackson back on it, T.R. Miller back on it, and so will be W.S. Neal. They'll be back on it as well, and I'm going to add that uh, in a moment. But, Charles, I'm going to start with you. You know, Andrew just took on Bibb County. Now they're kind of just sitting, waiting see mode for most of, you know, most of the rest of the season. Um, so just your thoughts on Friday night for – for the big homecoming win over Bibb County. Yeah, Floyd. Andalusia looked real good, man, especially defensively. Um, I feel like they got one of the top defenses in the state. I don't know if you guys could look up and see the points that they're giving up per game. But um, defense solid, man. Offense looked good. Um, we had good special team play. Quarterback looked good. He was solid, man. Jack was on point man it was just a, a great homecoming good crowd we get a good win for the dogs man and Detroit Webb is off camera but his house got rolled tonight I'm not sure if it's homecoming in that area but Detroit house got rolled I just love homecoming people houses get rolled don't you just love that I just really really love that <laughs> yep so Detroit well, is, is, is it homecoming in your neighborhood? It is. it is homecoming week for J.U. Blackshire. For J.U. Blackshire. All right. Yep. Happy homecoming, J.U. Blackshire. And, folks, before we get started, we're going to talk about something that is kind of shaping up high school <clears throat> athletics. I mean, you, you hear it in college a lot now. 
And now you're starting to see this trend in high school sports. Um, so here's what we're going to do. We're going to ask for your comments. We're going to ask for your discussion. What are your thoughts on it? We'll get to them. We're going to break it down, but we want your thoughts on it too. And for the ones that are watching, just don't say, oh, we don't care about this. You should 100% care about this um, because now this opens up the door for kids in the state of Alabama to go out of state and get paid for playing high school football now or basketball or softball or baseball, um, especially in like Florida. Florida's thinking about it. If Florida is drafting a proposal for it, Georgia has already passed it. So now you kind of have the two of the states that border the state of Alabama in this thing. So now it's starting to happen. Um, so I am going to share this, and then this will kind of be what we will talk about for the first half of the show. Let's see, can I find it? Let's see. Booyah. What, if anything, does Georgia's new high school NIL by law means for Alabama's future, as you can see, BenThomasVale.com saying Georgia became the latest state uh, Monday to approve the type of name, image, and likeness compensation for high school athletes. The Georgia High School Athletic Association passed a bylaw by a 66-9 vote to allow NIL deals for high school athletes, becoming at least the 30th state to approve such a uh, ruling. So, folks, when Charles, I'm going to start with you. You know, you have a a nephew who is currently being sought after by um, who is committed to a power five school, an SEC school. Um, Andalusia has a lot of kids on their roster that are kind of uh, navigating these, these waters of offers and, and playing at a high level. Your thoughts on NIL in high school athletics. Floyd, man. Um, I know y'all seen my post that I've been posting the last couple of days. Um, I feel like Alabama's got to figure out a way to approve an NIL. Um, Tennessee, Georgia, maybe Florida, New Orleans. So the boarding states, man. And and we're going to lose a lot of kids. We, and, and every kid at a high school is not a five-star. So I'm not saying every kid's going to get paid. But you look at Sarah Land. They could lose if if this was happened two years ago. They could lose a lot of kids to these border states, man. That where I just feel like the sports, as far as sports, it'll be watered down if we lose those good athletes to these neighboring states. And I think that I think that's a valid point, and you know we won't stay on this long, but I think it is a, a pressing issue that. Uh, will have to be addressed soon by the state of Alabama, by the Alabama High School Athletic Association. Um, so my thoughts, and you can give, people might not give a rest behind about my thoughts, but, you know, just being up here, I'll use Central Phoenix City, which is down the road, but Central Phoenix City is literally on the Columbus, Georgia line. Um, so now their kids can just say, hey, I'm just, I'll just go five miles across the line and go to this school and get paid. Um, I am not a big fan of NIL in general, um, even if you look at it on the college level, and we're not going to get into that because we're not a college show. Um, 
but also I was never an athlete, so nobody was nobody's nobody offers an NIL deal to the water boy. I'm just saying they should, you know. Water, water boys get paid, man. Yeah, but water boys do get paid though. <laughs> you know, did you see the Broncos water boy the other day? So um I just think you're walking uncharted territory here if you're out if you're the of the association here in Alabama. Um, obviously there's gonna be pressure that mounts probably. Um, but I guess it, it depends on the coaches. It, it, I mean, the coaches, I mean, there, there are probably some coaches in the state that want it. There's also probably some coaches in the state that um, don't want it. And I think if you look at Alabama, I think they're going to listen to the coaches that have a more powerful say. That's a yeah. Terry Curtis. That's, uh, that's a Trent Taylor, um, a Keith Etheridge. Um, the the top mark that that's the Mark Freeman you know he I think the coach is going to weigh the the opinion of those coaches I just named and and also other coaches so I think it's kind of like okay what what are we doing here um, but I mean just the can of worms that I believe can um, be open if you start this Floyd yeah. this what this what stick out to me fellas I don't remember I think it was Ramsey last year that won the state. Yeah, and the, after the uh, game, they did the press conference interview. And he was talking about his kids didn't have a locker room or uh, nowhere to practice. Yep, okay. that was Ramsey, Birmingham, Georgia. Look how good their running back is. Somebody from Georgia see this kid. Look what we could offer you that Ramsey can't offer you. Right, like he's gonna go. Right. So right. that that's the kind of that really stuck out to me, man. Um, I mean, I know a lot of people are against it, but I just feel like we just had to find a way to bring it in and just regulate it, man. Um, every kid's not a five-star. I talked with somebody today. He was like, so what happened? I've been talking to people all day about this. I guess it was about my post. But um, what happens if one kid get paid and the other kid get paid? And I told him, it's just like, it's like real life. I'm pretty sure it's people on my job that make way more money than I make. You just got to go out and work and hustle. Every Everybody's not a five-star. Everybody's not a supervisor. Everybody's not a leader. I mean, that's that's, that's life. And like Patrick said, they will not, as far as Alabama, they will not do it because they don't want to pay the teachers or the officials. And, and that's a very solid point. I think in baseball this past season, as in like in February, March, April, and May, there was a baseball umpire shortage, or there was a baseball umpire strike, I believe. It was one or the other. Um, that's a real concern. Um, right. you know, teachers as a whole don't get paid that much. And I, I don't think to me, I mean, okay, I just I I if you look at okay, let let let's look at Andalusia. Let's look at okay, let's look at Andalusia and TR Miller. I hope I don't get in trouble or make anybody mad when I say this. But when I think of schools in the South and our coverage area that have money, I think of Andalusia, I think of T.R. Miller. Um, and I'm not saying the other schools in the area are poor. I'm not saying that at all. But would an Andalusia and T.R. Miller have the upper hand NIL-wise versus in Escambia County, a Hillcrest, or Florentine? You know, so if you look at the smaller schools, I know, like, Andalusia and Tiamat are very well-funded programs. They have well, very well-supportive communities. And I'm not saying those other communities are not supportive. But if you look at smaller school systems, let's look at Millery and Fruitdale, you know, versus what Centronel could offer. 
Um, and then let's look at Mobile Christian. Can all well Mobile you know, Mobile Christian is in a league of their own. We're not even going to go to private schools, but let's just look at you know Sarah Land. Look at Sarah Land. Yeah. Versus a smaller school in Mobile, a Viger, a Blunt, a Murphy. Um, I think you're kind of walking some 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 tough lines. Um, how would it affect the private schools versus the public schools? Now that is an answer that I do not know. Um, that's an answer. Let's see. If that, this, ooh, I, I don't think I don't think this is address address it in here. Um, but here, okay. So here here's what Georgia's new rule states. Uh, compensation not contingent on a specific athletic performance. The compensation is not provided as an incentive to enroll or remain at a specific school. The compensation is not provided by the school or any person acting as an agent for the school. Um, and that's how Georgia's rule is set up. So, what? Go ahead, Detroit. You know, I, me, we've talked about this floor about me and you, Floyd, about NIL, you know, I'm not a big fan of it, but what do we say if we were to do it, you know, instead of a player getting the money, you know, let's take the – just say that they do pass it and the NIL comes a thing in Alabama. Why can't we use that toward a player's scholarship fund instead of giving money right in his pocket to, to in future his better, you know, in college? And then what's left over, if he has some money left over, put it into a scholarship fund in the state of Alabama to help less fortunate kids that – that, that, you know, be like a mutual aid type deal. Uh, I'm not for really putting money in kids' pockets at the age of 16 and 17, but if we could use it toward a scholarship fund, you know, maybe for that kid, I might could get on board with something like that. Just my opinion. Go ahead, Patrick. Let us know in the comments, Patrick. Um, we would love to hear your thoughts. And Billy Lightheart, what's wrong with private schools? Very misinformed and thinking all private schools. All very misinformed and thinking all kids that go to private schools are rich. Um, yeah, all kids that go to private schools aren't rich. So, um, and I here's the thing, and, I, and, I, and this is what we're talking about. I mean, there are a lot of unknowns that have to be addressed and have to be explored before we let this happen. Um, obviously, we're thinking in the realm of football right now because we're in football season. But a school – Wendell, can you send Patrick Wendell the link? So when we'll get yeah. there, we'll give Patrick a good 10 minutes to talk about this. Um, now, he knows he got to keep it PG now. We, we know we're a PG show. Well, I try to be a PG show. <laughs> um, so wow. oh, so Ken, Kenneth Goodwin, um, he has a, a, a good question. Who pays the players at the high school level? Um, that's a great question. I mean, according to this Georgia thing, and, and he, it says the compensation is not provided by the school or any person acting as an agent for the school. So that can be a local business owner. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I think you're getting in the I, – I think you're kind of getting in the weeds here. Is a quarterback club part of the school or is that just an outside organization? Mm. Is an athletic we, club a part of the school, see, or is that uh, a private know. organization? So boosters, yeah. I mean, I think the word boosters in high school is it's, it's kind of big, it's kind of broad, um, because anybody can be a booster. I mean, 
the lady that owns the, the local mom and pop dining shop can be a booster. Um, mm-hmm. The local people that work at the gas station that make a contribution to the program can be a booster. Um, truthfully, when you buy a ticket and when if you buy like a quarterback club membership, but you might not go above and beyond that, you're technically considered a booster. So booster clubs as a whole, I mean, and, and I think, would you consider booster clubs a part of the school? Because if you do, then obviously they can't have a say-so in it, kind of. But if you don't, then okay, now the booster club can run them. I would think. This is all speculation, of course. Kids are transferring for way less, so it would just sweeten the pot. Yeah, Marcus I agree. Said. Um, <clears throat> so, I mean, there are a lot of all unknowns. Um, and, and here's a quote right here that I kind of want to highlight right here. Let's see if I can highlight right there. It will completely do away with the amateur rule. Rule. Uh, former director Steve Savory said it will completely do away with the amateur rule. There is no way to govern or regulate it. We study history to predict what will happen in the future. What happens with NI? What's happened with NIL in college is out of control. When high school athletes start making more than principals and the superintendent, you've got a real problem. Now, I would hope that um, a coach, I mean, a principal or superintendent would not be making less than a high school kid. If that's the case, then obviously there needs to be some serious guardrails on this. And as we bring in Patrick Wyndham, Patrick, you know, you had, um, you know, some thoughts on this, and we would love to hear your thoughts briefly on this subject of name, image, and likeness in high school. Good evening, everybody. Um, man, it's it's like I was I was gonna say because it's kind of hitty. You have a kid making more than a teacher. That kid gonna feel like, well, look, I don't have to necessarily listen to you. I make more than you make. And uh, to hit off of it, like your smaller schools are gonna suffer, uh, because how they're gonna compete with the bigger schools, um. Like my school, we're a smaller school in the black belt area. You know, uh, we have good athletes. You know, it's already quote unquote recruiting going on, but we, uh, you know, they don't want to admit to that. But the NIL, you know, is no government going about it. You got kids in college making more than a professor, you know, so you really just going to be kind of throwing education out the window for real, you know. And that's a very and that's a very right, and that's a very valid point. Um a very valid point for for this whole discussion. Um what happens when uh, little Tommy who plays quarterback makes more than little Mike who plays running back? <laughs> you know, um because honestly, I mean let's be honest, money changes people, let's not act like it doesn't. And as a what 16, 17, 18 year old kid in high school, you know, so but so, so this, so I guess my next question is for you, Patrick. And then, you know, thank you for so much, John. I guess my next question for you would be how much is too much? Uh, to me, uh, man, I think Bryce Young, know, if, if I'm gonna look at college, I think Bryce Young was making like a million, like 1.5 last year at Before Alabama. He was making a million before he even stepped on campus. I was, I think that's how it so, was. And okay, let's let's think about Auburn. I'll, uh, there's a couple Auburn players that make a couple million. 
you know, um, it's just, I think for high school, I think it should be an allowance. If you're going to do it, at least $200 or something, 200 250 because uh, you got some kids that are multi-talented. Uh, some kids might be musicians, uh, as I am myself. You know, they'll get paid from their church or they'll get paid from something else. Uh, look at what happened with County High a few weeks ago. You know, uh, I think it should be 200 250 and then above 500 honestly, to me. So, Patrick, thank you so much for joining us to talk about this. Uh, anytime you want to come on and talk ball, you let us know. Man, I got you, man. Oh, man, it's good to see y'all again. I'm finna get down. I got a couple phone calls to make. Oh. <laughs> Go Jackets. <laughs> <laughs> Go Yellow Jackets. From Aliceville, thank you for joining us, Patrick. Well, folks, name, image, and likeness now in high school. Um, for, for the foreseeable future, we don't know what's going to happen in Alabama. Um, but for the states of Florida, it's starting to be in motion. And for the state of Georgia, it's already here. Um, the Alabama High School Football Historical Society, and we're there watching because we're going to use some of their stuff soon. Uh, don't worry about too much about NIL. It won't change much for 99% of high school football players in Alabama. Only a very, very few players will get will ever get more than a few dollars from this for the next 10 years in high school. Uh, when we come back, we're going to talk about football and some amazing games. And some games, they're going to decide the region. We'll be back. back here on powerhouse sports countdown to kickoff and football is back for some schools jackson Bayside academy tr miller and satsuma did not play last week neither did hillcrest evergreen or ws neil or flomerton um so we're going to talk about this but look we're, we're going to do it like this we are going to do it like this let's see if i can um uh oh what happened all right let's do it like this let's talk about this one since it's already on the screen, Jackson, Admore, obviously, PSA, Coach Vincent Harris, the head coach of the Escambia County Blue Devils, will be joining our show tomorrow night at 8 o'clock. So tune in to listen to Coach Harris and the Blue Devils as he talks about his team and their matchup against Jackson on Friday night. Um, let's just look at this right now. Jackson sitting there. Didn't play last week. Atmore played last week, defeated Monroe County 41 to 6. Atmore sitting there at 5 and 1, 2 and 1 in the region. Jackson sitting there at 4 and 0 and 3 and 0 in the region. Obviously, if people have already declared Jackson will win this region, um, could, At could Atmore be a test for them this week? Um, we'll get into that kind of later on in the show. Um, an, another game in this region that we're going to talk about later on in the show because we're going to talk about something else in another classification more in depth, and we'll kind of hit these on tomorrow. T.R. Miller at Bayside. Obviously, this, like I said, so you have 
Scammy County, Bayside Academy, uh, T.R. Miller, and St. Michael's are all tied for second right now. Um, so a lot of these games will be deciding factors for most of these teams on Friday night. Um, T.R. Miller goes to Bayside. Obviously, this has been a game that has over the years been a very physical game. When I was in high school, it was always a physical and, and tough matchup uh, for both squads. Both squads played their hearts out. Um, it's been a couple upsets through the years, Bayside beating Miller, Miller beating Bayside. Um, and I know this will be another epic showdown on Friday night. Is there another game in this region I was looking at? Uh, Orange Beach and St. Michael's played this week. Satsuma and Wilcox Central um, will get underway as well. So all of these teams in this region are playing region opponents. So now we're going to talk about 3A because that's what most people are tuning in to talk about, 3A. And then we're going to come back to 4A. I promise we're going to come back to 4A. I, I pinky promise we're going to come back. Um, but let's talk about this. Charles over there laughing at me. But, you know, I'm trying to keep our folks happy, you know. Some folks don't like us, but that's okay. I might not like them either, but we're not going to talk about that. We're not going to talk about that. But here we go. Region 1 is back underway. Majority of this region did not even play last week. Also, I just want to say, you know, Eddie, Eddie Brandage is behind me on the screen. Houston Academy goes to Strawn this week. That's going to be a good game over there in Strawn. Uh, Strawn is 4-1, 3-0 in the region. Over there, there's a three-way tie for first between Houston Academy, Strawn, and Providence Christian. So that will be underway. Pike County, whoo. I don't know if y'all saw that. We're not going to talk about that. But Pike County and that Hitland game last week was a lot. And a lot to unpack there. Maybe on another day, on another time. Um, Hollywood, you, you, uh, you, did I meet you, Charles? Or, hold on, wait a minute. Where am I? Let me see. Me? There you go. Yeah. Hey, hey, Floyd, does anybody know has they, um, is Pike County going to be able to play this weekend? Because the last I read on it, they were still, they still didn't know if they was going to let them play this weekend or not. I can find out. So why are we looking that up? I seen something. Yeah, me I too. Seen something lifted, but you know that was lifted. But I don't know. Yeah, I seen what they lifted for Headley to play, but I, they still was questionable uh, about Pike County. Yeah, that's what I saw, Charles. Um, this was now according to AL.com on the first, which was. Two days ago. Wow, that was two days ago. Um, it says after a short attempt, it says Henry County Hedlin High School and Hedlin Middle School are suspending all football, including JV Middle School, while the association investigates the situation. Similarly, Pike County is suspending its high school football. And I guess it was supposed to be homecoming this week for Pike County against New Brockton. So <clears throat> according to a statement from issue from Pike County, all all homecoming events are currently on pause um, as well at Pike County. Hi, the school will continue with dress up day. So um, I will continue to look for uh, newer information um, as I scroll through here and look for it. But let's just look at this region. Um, at, up top, region one. Obviously, you have that three way tie for first between Mobile Christian Thomas and Flomington. Thomasville and Flomington gets underway on Friday night. How about you, fellas? Friday night. Um, let's talk about it. Let's break it down. Let's get into it. 
you know, where are my hurricane faithful? Check in, tell your friends. We're talking about those hurricanes down there in Flomerton. Um, now, someone called me today. I ain't going to say his name, but it was Andrew. Um, but, you know, he was talking this stuff, talking about what people are 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 sleeping on Thomasville and why people think Thomasville ain't good. And I was like, I don't know who said Thomasville wasn't good. I don't think we've ever insinuated that Thomasville wasn't good. I, I, I even know for a fact Detroit has stopped us in our tracks sometimes to say, hey, let's not forget about Thomasville. Yep. Um, Thomasville and Flomerton had a week off last week to prepare for this matchup and beyond. Um, if you're Flomerton, just looking at Flomerton specifically, you have Thomasville this week, you have W.S. Neal next week, and after that you have Mobile Christian. So you have your three-game gauntlet in the next three games. So kind of you want to start that on the right note. So Detroit, you know, you've seen, you're the only one on this panel that has seen both Thomasville and Flomerton in person. Um, we're not, we're not going to get predictions because we'll do that on Thursday, but kind of just take us through what you see about this matchup on Friday night between Thomasville and Flomerton. Man, if I had one, one way to describe this matchup would be ball control, holding on to the football and the line of scrimmage. That's where the game on Friday night is going to be won at because both of these teams are run heavy and are very physical up front. And I, I really think it could come down to who has the ball less and who doesn't have, you know, has less turnovers in this game. So if you're Flomerton or you're Thomasville, if you're able to limit some t- turnovers, you probably win this game. But, man, it's going to be close. I feel like this is going to be one of those games that that even if you're not a Thomasville or Flomerton fan, you just would love to be at because it's, it's going to go down to the wire. And to go off that as I look for this spread, but I just cannot seem to find it. I will. Obviously, um, Southern Africa. Okay, Thomasville is a a six-and-a-half-point favorite over Flomerton. The game is at Flomerton. I don't think they've ever been between, you know, I think I addressed it the last time we was on the air, but somebody got a – people were offended that I said Flomerton is between the graveyard and the uh, trailer park. So uh, I'm not gonna say that again. I don't want to. I don't want to get canceled. I don't want nobody else to get mad at me. So I'm gonna. I'm gonna be nice from now on. I'm gonna be nice. Um, but I don't think they've ever been to. Is it Hurricane Field? Is it? Is Flomont? Is, is Hurricane Field? Hurricane Stadium is one of those. I know somebody's gonna tell me what's the proper name of the stadium. Just I can't use my normal phrase. Um, but Flomerton is a tough place to play on Friday night when the team is good. Um, Detroit, you were there. You were uh, – Floyd, I'll I tell you what I – you know, I look at this game, and if I if I was in charge of doing the spread on the game, you know, and I've seen both of these teams play, you know, if I was going to Flomerton and playing this game, I'd probably take Flomerton by six, you know, on the spread. But there again, if it was at Thomasville, I think it would be easy to say for Thomasville. But I'm telling you, these teams are going to be – they're really well matched up, really close. They're almost identical in a way, you know, watching both of them play. They like to do the same thing. I mean, they're both run heavy, run heavy and they're very physical at the line of scrimmage. So this is one of those games, man, it, I'm just telling you, it could go either way. I don't – I really don't see it being a blowout either way. I think it's going to be a very, very tight football game. Um And – 
Coach Victory was in the uh, kind of visited us on last week, and I wish I could go back to his comment, um, but I, I can't because it's on another show. But I do remember he kind of gave us a rough outline of their bye week schedule, and it was kind of like, you know, hey, get some guys healthy. Um, I think that's a that's the main goal for everybody's bye week is to get people healthy, get people back healthy, um, and to also, you know. While you're getting healthy, let's not just stop playing football, but let's, you know, sharpen up a couple areas on our team or in our offense, on our defense, on our special teams. So when we play this, our next game, we're not rusty because uh, we haven't played football in a week. Um, they say it's safe to play in Flumpton. Look, I'm going to tell you this, and um, these, these hurricane folks might <laughs> hop in here and defend their territory, and that's what I love about Flumpton. They defend their pride. They're, they defend their territory. Um, I've been to Flomerton on the Miller sideline a couple times, uh, and it is rowdy. Rowdy with a capital R. Uh, Jimmy, Jimmy Martin, I'm still kind of upset with you because you never told me uh, about what's going on between Jackson and Thomasville. I saw something about a lemonade stand on Friday, and I was like, well, still ain't nobody told me why we talking about a lemonade stand, you know, but, you know, we'll, we'll, get, we'll get that uh, we'll get that out of the way next time. But Flomerton has one of the most passionate fan bases in Escambia County, and I think I've said that about everybody in Escambia County, and I am a proud T.R. Miller alumni. I still support T.R. Miller with everything in my heart, with every bone in my body. Um, but if you look at W.S. Neal and Flomerton, those are the two best fan bases in the county right now. Um, nobody shows up like Neil. Nobody shows up like Flomerton. And when these two when these two teams face off next week, um, I expect it to be a sellout. I believe uh, that stadium in Neil next week is going to be completely covered in gold, blue, green, and white. And I'm excited about that game next week. But let's talk about this one right here. Um, I think Tom, Thomasville can get rattled. They can get rowdy. Um, th- they can get rowdy. Um, but that's what makes Flomerton Flomerton. They get rowdy. And when they get rowdy, they don't care who you are, uh, who you're cheering for. If you're not cheering for the for the boys in the Hunter Green and White, um, it's going to get hostile. Um, they're friendly people, but they love their Flomerton Hurricanes. It don't matter what sport it is. They love them. They support them. Um, I've picked many arguments with the Flomerton faithful over the years. I've quickly learned my lesson, and I'll never do that again. Um, but if you look at this game, let's see if I can pull this up. Charles, your thoughts while I pull this up. Your thoughts. Matt, I, I agree with Detroit. I think it's going to be one in the trenches, man. Like you said, they're both run heavy teams. They're both physical. So I, I, I think, like Detroit said, whoever can have ball control, less turnovers, that's probably who's going to come out on top Friday night with this W. Wendell? Oh, man. You know, these coaches, they're, they're good coaches coming into this game. Um, you know, and, and I think you've mentioned it, Floyd. You know, when it comes to Coach Vickery, they, you know, he, he knows how to make adjustments. Um, you know, and, and if I think, you know, I'll agree with Detroit too, if it's going to be, it's all going to be all about ball control on, on who wins. Um, 
it's it's still a head scratch for me. I can I don't even know who I'm going to predict Thursday to win, but um, it's going to be one of those matchups where you know you're going to get you're going to get your your money's worth. You know when they show up. Um, this now got, this got to be a troll. I think this ain't no way in the way. Ain't no way in the world this man picking Thomasville to win by ten. Ain't no way in the world Jimmy Bond picking Thomasville to win by ten. Uh, this got this a troll right here. That's one of the epic trolls I've ever seen. That is the, you know, ha 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 ha. You got me good right there. That's oh, that's that that's such a troll. That's such a troll. He don't mean that. He don't mean that at all. But um, let's look at this. Hold on. Let me see. Let me see if I know what I'm doing. All right, we're gonna watch Thomasville play Cottage Hill on the twenty second. Let me get this out the way. And we're going to see, you know, let's look at this. Hold on. Let me get this banner out the way. So, obviously, if you look at this, and we're all watching it, uh, everybody on this panel, a 29-yard touchdown run. Um, oh, dude, it's fast. You can tell. I, I can tell you that. So, I've been told that. Okay, if all I've heard is okay, Flomerton doesn't have anything else but a running game, and we've kind of heard that if Thomasville stops Flomerton's run game, then it's going to be over in the first quarter. I've been told if Flomerton can't establish a passing game, it's over in the first quarter. While I think most of those are true, I don't think they're entirely true. Um, I don't I don't think Flomerton is one-dimensional like people. I don't think Flomerton is totally one-dimensional as people say they are. Um, and as you can see right here, Thomasville also has a pretty decent running game. Um, so I, I think – who did Detroit say it's going to be one in the trenches? Did you say that, Detroit? Yes, and, and and I think yeah. by and I think by watching this, you kind of see that this game will be one of the trends because both kind of have a very solid uh, running game. Um, so there's that. So let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Can can Flomerton pass the ball? Detroit, you've seen them. Can Flomerton pass the ball if they're forced to pass, to, to pass the ball? Can they do that? You know, we seen them early on. Uh, they they did try to throw a few passes. Uh, uh, I wouldn't say really successful with them, but it didn't look bad. I mean, kids were in the area. I think they can. I, I mean, I think they're athletic enough. And, I mean, they're Flomerton. They're a good football team. I think if they have to, they can make the passes when they need to. Uh, I certainly don't want to never say they can't. But I don't think you're going to line – they're going to line up and throw it 20 or 30 times a game. I mean, you may see I put maybe eight passes the whole game if I had to put a number on it. But it might be enough to to get keep their run game going, though. You know what I mean? Charles. Man, I, I – I, I... 
I like Coach Victory, man. Y'all know that. You know what I'm saying? So I just feel like he's going to come with a game plan Friday night that's going to be able to um, throw Thomasville off of their game, man. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what that is. I mean, we're, we're all talking about the run game. We've seen the run game for this first part of this, um, this season. But I think the quarterback may be able to throw it, throw it enough to open up the run game. I think it's going to be a it's going to be a good game. It's going to be interesting because that's the first film I see them on Thomasville, and they look strong, man. So I think this is going to be a, a a real close game. All right, let's look at this. Let's talk about this. Thomasville is four and zero. Um, Flamington's four and one. Let's look at Thomasville's schedule. They beat they beat Sweetwater twenty six to thirteen. Okay, they beat Monroe County 50 to 30. They beat Hillcrest 33 to 13. And before their bye week, they beat Cottage Hill Christian 44 to 0. All right. If you look at Cottage Hill Christian, who's 0 and 5, you look at Hillcrest Evergreen, who's 0 and 5. You look at Monroe County, who's 1 and 4. Sweetwater. I don't know. I, I, let's see what Sweetwater's record is. Sweetwater is for Sweetwater's always Sweetwater. I, so that's a big. That's a good. That's a good win over Sweetwater. And that game was was it that Sweetwater? Let me see. That game was at Sweetwater, and they beat them twenty six to thirteen. So, outside of Sweetwater. Has Thomasville played anybody? Got quiet on the set. I must have. I must have said something wrong. Hey, you muted everybody. Oh, I muted it. Oh, I didn't mute nobody. Don't put that on me. <laughs> you got control, man. You got so control back, I raised the question outside of Sweetwater. Has Thomasville had any competition? That was the first game of the season for Thomasville. Sweetwater. Right. I think that's kind of a a a hard question really to answer. I mean, they're they're undefeated, so you know they're a good football team. I mean, uh, you look at I mean Hillcrest certainly not a pushover. They've been in. A, I mean, they had a chance to beat Flamington, had a chance to beat T.R. Miller, and you know College Hill is always pretty decent. They usually put decent athletes on the field, so I wouldn't say I'm not saying they play the strongest schedule, but for them to be undefeated, they're still a good football team. I will say this about this matchup. And this is just how I feel from what I've seen. I think Thomasville's offense, from what I've seen, might be just a little more explosive than Flamington's. I'm, I'm just saying from what I've seen. But I think Flamington's defense is a little better up front. Uh, we had a little more trouble moving the ball against Flamington than we did Thomasville. And that's just two games I saw. I, that's the only thing I can speak on. I haven't seen them play any other games. But from what I saw, the two games – uh, that would be, and I'm, when I say that Flamington, uh, uh, Thomas feels a little more explosive on offense. I wouldn't, I wouldn't put a whole lot of emphasis on that. That they they may have a little more talent on the edge, but I mean, my goodness, Flamington with Jack Fillmore is so good too. It's hard to, it's hard to say that with him in the backfield at Flamington too. But uh, I think on the defense side of the ball, I might would give the edge to Flamington. I think they're a little more physical on the defensive front. You know, just from what I've seen, if. If Thomasville would have played Jackson this week, they would have been 4-1 right now. 
That's all I'm saying. Yes. Come see, come see Coach Martin Thomasville. Thomasville, Coach Martin is waiting. He's been waiting and he's still waiting. Y'all go see Coach Martin Thomasville. All right. Now I'm gonna ask the same question about Flomerton. Because I'm a fair guy. I'm a fair guy. Unless you're playing TR Miller, you're gonna lose by TR Miller by a lot. But I'm a fair guy. I'm a fair guy. All right. Flomerton. They beat Northview. 35-14. They lost to Walton, an equivalent to a 5A school in Alabama. They lost to them 45-21. to They beat Hillcrest Evergreen 21-13. College Hill Christian 34-14. XL 27-20. So my question is, has Flomerton played anybody besides Walton? I say yes. Because let's not – I mean, okay – this Hillcrest game was technically the third game of the season. You still had a pretty dominant Hillcrest team. I think you still do have an aggressive Hillcrest team. Hillcrest gave Flumpton all they had. It was the beginning of region play. They gave them all they had. Now, let's, let's look at Cottage Hill and XL. Flumpton was trailing in those games. Flumpton was trailing in both of those games, and they came back and won. And you could say won and could excuse me, one in convincing fashion over Cottage Hill Christian on, on on the 15th of September. And then XL, they, they won by seven. So, Detroit, I keep on going to you because you are the only one that has seen them with your two-point. I don't know who Auburn, who Auburn Tigers is, but I love his name, but he said I'm biased. Um, I'm not biased, I don't think. I'm just being honest. Um, I saw the hillcrest Flomerton game. That was a pretty physical game. Um, obviously, Cottagecio is six zero and five, but Cottagecio gave them a run for their money too. So, Detroit has, and, and, and I'm just kind of going back to you, Detroit, on this. Could this be a game to where okay, you can make the same cases for both of these teams? And well, they really haven't played anybody tough and physical. But if you look at if you look at Flumpton, they still have played tougher uh, to the, the tougher opponent in Walton. But I mean, I'm not discrediting discrediting Sweetwater. All oh, Sweetwater's been good. They've always been good. Historically, Sweetwater's a very, really good football program that takes care of business over there in their neck of the woods. Um, but when you look at strength of schedule, you know, how how, how does this play in favor of both teams? To say they're prepared for this game on Friday night. Well, I think it's, you know, it's pretty even if you look at it. I mean. Uh, Flomerton going to XL is a, I mean, XL is a tough place to play. Uh, I mean, they had a chance to beat Flomerton in that game. I think you might could say Flomerton was a little tougher, you know, having to go to XL. But Thomasville also had to go to Hillcrest, which sometimes we know. I mean, look what Mobile Christian last year went to Hillcrest and got knocked off, and nobody thought it would happen. So I don't know. The schedules kind of kind of shake out pretty even. I mean, Hillcrest hard place to play. XL is a very hard place to play. Yeah, you know, I think whoever you pick on this game Friday night, if you win or lose, you're gonna somebody's gonna get ragged for it and say, "Well, you should have went with this team." But either way, it's gonna be a good pick, whoever you go with, because I just think it's gonna be a very, very tight football game. And people don't know who I'm gonna pick. You know, you know, I've gotten to the point in life to where I just don't, you know, I can't say what I want to say. But yeah, I'm just at that point in life. You know, I'm just living. You know, I'm just living life, having fun while I'm while I'm living it. Um, so yeah, 
Flomerton, Thomasville. Okay, so so now my next question is, has Thomasville? Okay, so for Flomerton, let, let's talk about Flomerton. We're talking about Flomerton because I know Flomerton the best. Um, for Flomerton, after Thomasville, you have Neil, you have Mobile Christian. Okay, you lose to Thomasville. You're not in a hole at WS Neal. You still can come out on top with a two seed. Mm. Mm. You still can make a case for the two seed if things fall in line properly. But now you go in the now you go to WS Neal, which will be a hostile environment. And then after WS Neal, you got Mobile Christian. All right. Let's say Flongton goes loss, loss, loss. Talk about a momentum changer. For them. On the contrary, let's say you go win, win, win. You're the number one seed in the region. You got three really good wins. You know, so it's kind of like you know, it's kind of like that either or situation. Football is a big old if game. If this happens, if that happens, okay, we don't know until it happens. So, and the thing for Thomasville, I don't. Let's see. Pulling back up their schedule. For Thomasville, it's Flomerton, XL, Neil, Mobile Christian. So Thomasville has more of a gauntlet because they have an, an extra tough opponent uh, to play. But you go to Flom- Thomasville, you go to Flomerton, you have XL and Neil at home, and you go to Mobile Christian. Does Mobile Christian have all their tough games at home this year? It, it appears Mobile Christian has all their tough games at home this year. You know, it. Ain't it fun when you get all your tough games at home? I think that's just one of the best things you can ever, that can ever happen. Um, Detroit, obviously, Hillcrest goes to Mobile Christian on Friday. You'll be there. You'll be able to see Mobile Christian. And then you can provide more great analysis for us on that one. Um, but kind of, if today was Thursday, Detroit, um, what would be your keys to the game for Friday night? Uh, you know, I think I think Hillcrest is going to be motivated to play this game. Uh, talk to Coach Nord; he feels really good about it. Uh, and it's going to be interesting. I get to see, you know, what a lot of people are thinking is probably one of the best teams in three A. So, uh, I'm going to find out on Friday night when kickoff starts at about seven. But uh, I feel pretty good about it. You know, I think Hillcrest; uh, they're motivated to play. They're going to have to be motivated to play against a good team like this. And I agree with what Cole Blackman just said. Mobile Christian is different. And from what I've seen and from what everybody said, I mean, all that kind of seems to be true. But I'll get to see for myself on Friday night, and I better give you guys a little better idea what kind of uh, program we're dealing with down there. But, you know, as for Hillcrest, they're motivated and they're ready to play this week. Now, look, I'm going to tell you this now. Don't y'all be surprised if Hillcrest go down there and pull that upset off. You know, if I was, if I was a bad man – my money will be with Hillcrest. I'll probably lose my money. But my money will be on Hillcrest. Y'all better stop sleeping on Hillcrest. Y'all put some respect on. Look, Hillcrest, I will say this. And sometimes I just say stuff to get a reaction. But Hillcrest is going to be a force to reckon with in a couple years. I I, I believe that. I, I'll stand on that solid rock. So um, Hillcrest Evergreen, y'all my super dog pick to upset Mobile Christian, you know, Nobody believed David could beat Goliath, but he did anyway. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying, you know. So, uh, but, yes, great point. 
the two, three, and four seeds are up for grabs. Mobile Christian will go undefeated in the region. No team in Region 1 is beating them. Um, I just – I believe that, but I just find that – I also find that hard to believe. Obviously, I, I haven't seen Mobile Christian. When they played W.S. Neal, I wasn't <laughs> – you you crazy. Um when WS Neal played Mobile Christian, I didn't get to see the game in, in its entirety, but I, I I was told from several people that were there that Mobile Christian is legit. Um, so that will be fun when they square up with uh, Thomasville and Flomerton. Um, but now you're looking at okay, if Thomasville can can scave by Flomerton on Friday, and scave by XL next week, and then scave by WS Neal. If Thomasville goes to Mobile undefeated, then Thomasville will have a great case saying, okay, we can beat them. You can beat them. Same for W.S. Neal. You know, well, W.S. not W.S. Neal, Flomerton. Same for Flomerton. If they beat Thomasville this week, beat Neal next week, and go to Mobile Christian, well, they have Mobile Christian at home. So that bodes well for them. Mobile Christian goes to Flomerton. That bodes extremely well for them if you're Flomerton. Um, so that one now kind of going somewhere else with this, staying in the region, but going up the creek a little bit. WS Neal at Cottage Hill. Obviously, WS Neal will be favored to win this game, rightfully so. But from a region standpoint, from a region standpoint, if you're WS Neal, as I pull up their schedule. You're looking at Cottage Hill, Flomerton, Thomasville. So, W.S. Neal gets the win over Cottage Hill Christian. Meet Flomerton next week. And W.S. Neal still has to play Thomasville. So, W.S. Neal can still make a case for that two, three, or four seed. And Detroit, you've seen W.S. Neal. Detroit, you've seen just about the entire region almost. Um... Your thoughts on 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 WS Neal as they you know get ready for Cottage Hill? Oh, uh, again, WS Neal, another team that you know that's really good, uh, physical man. They show so many different formations too, and uh, you know, Coach Hugh Fountain knows how to win big games. We've seen that in the past. Uh, you know, like last year they got in the playoffs and ran pretty deep, and a lot of people didn't think they would. I think Floyd, you. You thought they would, but some of us were kind of skeptical of it. But, uh, you know, there again, Mobile, um, WS Neal, another team that, you know, that's very capable of beating Thomasville or Flamington, you know. Uh, they're well coached. they got good athletes. They're really fast. And if Chalen likely is is in the motion of doing things, uh, WS Neal's got a chance to beat anybody if, if Jalen likely has a great night, you know, and all indications he's had so far. And uh, but there again, WS Neal's another team. You know, they, they probably can't win the region now unless a lot would happen. You know, because they did have that loss. You know, against Mobile Christian, but you know they have a really great chance to finish second in this region. They get an opportunity. I think it's next week. You said that Plumpton goes to Neal. So you know, WS Neal's got everything ahead of them, and they have a good football team, and and I think they're well equipped to to finish second in this region and and make a big run in the playoffs. So, W.S. Neal, the fighting Hugh Fountains. I almost said the fighting Hugh Freezes, but Hugh Freezes up here at Auburn. Um, the fighting Hugh Fountains down there in East Brew, Alabama. Um, look, I'm going to say this. 
about WS Neal. This is a WS Neal program that has been through so much in the past three to four years. So much. They have had a total of three coaching changes in the last three years. So three to four years. So the senior class or the junior class, somebody help me out here in the comments. It's either so it may be the junior class. The junior class has had a different head coach since their freshman year, minus this year. So they had a coach there. They had one coach their freshman year, another one their sophomore year. It might be the senior class. Somebody's going to help me out here. But I mean, you've had like you had two senior class. Okay, going to be okay. Thanks. Going to be your senior class. So your senior class has had three different coaches all their years in high school, and this will be their second year under Coach Fountain at WS Neal. So this senior class has faced a lot of adversity, um, a lot of adversity. So to see where they are now is just remarkable. I mean, you can't understate how great of a job Coach Fountain has done with that program over there in East Bruton. And, you know, obviously I'm going to talk my junk later in the month uh, when it comes to that big old game down there at the end of the season. But right now my hat's off. It's too WS because, I mean, WS Neal has been through a lot. And I'm not even going to go in details because what's in the past is in the past and it's stay in the past. But you also can't recognize and honor the future unless you know the past. And obviously some of us already know what has happened in WS Neal in the past. Of Coach Found to come in there, Coach Found just didn't come in there and take over the program. Coach Found came over there and take took over the program and hired great assistants, brought in great assistants, and developed the current assistants into one of the most underrated staffs in all of high school football. And I believe that. Um, I would go and start naming some of those assistant coaches, but I'm going to miss somebody, and I don't want to miss nobody. Um, so if you look at the the renewed energy in East Bruton right now. Obviously, you can see that this fan base is back there. Look, high school football in the South is better when W.S. Neal is better. And I think you're going to you, – you're seeing that this year. You're going to see it next year. You're going to see it for years to come. High school football is better when Neal is better. Um, rah, rah, rah. And I tell people this all the time, and I'm not ashamed to admit this at all. Robert is one of the best in the business. The fact that he wasn't a coach earlier in life baffles me, but I'm kind of glad he wasn't a coach early on in life because my butt might not be here in Auburn. Shout out to Ra Ra. Uh, he kind of the one that got me here. Kudos to him. I tell everybody that Ra Ra is the one that got me to Auburn. Um, but he is. So, see, Coach Nared, I said I wasn't going to start naming coaches. I didn't start naming coaches. I know I'm – but it's not just Ra Ra, though. There's a great group of guys – now the, the coaches at Neil, they're not there coaching. I know my uncle is one of those coaches. They're not there just coaching. They're there developing young men. They're turning, they're turning young boys into young men, and that is something that W.S. Neil prides himself off of, um, not just getting these guys ready to play hard on Friday night, but, for, but getting these young guys, these young men, to play hard after Friday night in life, in school. And at the end of the day, that's all that matters. I don't care how many times you score a touchdown in the football game. Can you succeed in life 
after football? Do you know there's life after football? Come be honest with you. Everybody from Mobile, well, everybody from Thomasville, Flomington, WSN, XM, Monroe County, kind of chill here, Chris. Everybody ain't playing college ball when they graduate. And the ones that do go play college ball, everybody's not getting to the NFL. So to mold these young guys into young men, um, that's what Flom that's what WSN have been talking about Flomson all this time. That's what WSN prides himself off of. And I'm not saying other schools don't do that. But W.S. Neal is back. But back to the football side of things. Hey, um, go ahead, Detroit. Floyd, I want to I want to throw a number at you. Me and Coach Nor was talking about too. You know, you talking about all the teams I've seen this year. I mean, you've seen Hillcrest schedule and and, and how tough it is. I mean, they've they've played a gauntlet even out of region. Yeah, but they're going to have eighteen returning starters come back next year on that football team. That's how young of a football team Hillcrest has. They are. Early. Their team, you know, I know they're sitting there at 0-5 and, and 0-3, and but, you know, if you're Mobile Christian or, you know, a few other teams, you don't want to take uh, Hillcrest lightly. I mean, they're right. better than the 0-5 team, I promise you. And, you know, we said that for uh, for the people that's watching for 4A, we're going to talk about 4A tomorrow, so I hope you tune in. Coach Vincent Harris of Escambia County High School will be joining us tomorrow night at 8 o'clock. So tune in as we talk about Escambia County and talk about 4A. We're going to dive in, in it all tomorrow night when Coach Harris dies in. But back to W.S. Neal, and we'll kind of wrap it up here um, talking about um, W.S. Neal. And then to Detroit, to your point, I think I think I alluded to it earlier, um, Hillcrest Evergreen might be down right now, but they won't stay down. Um, that's not the Hillcrest way. Um, it's never been the Hillcrest way. I think Coach Nared is going to get these boys uh, back on track as soon as next year. Um, but Charles, W.S. Neal, you know, I think – Charles, did you go to the Battle of Murder Creek last year? No, man. I was preparing to make a championship run last year. Okay. Well, so, so, so I guess um, – exactly, Coach Nard, get us now. Hey, look, Coach Nard, not just Hillcrest. That goes for Auburn, too. You better get Hillcrest and Auburn University now because next year you're not going to get us. You're not going to get us. Georgia – you got us this year. You ain't going to get us again. You ain't going to get us again. All right, I'm sorry. But here, Chris, get them now because you're not going to get them again. There you go, Coach Nard. Um, Charles, your thoughts on W.S. Neal? Man, I like Neal. I like W.S. Neal. Um, they, they they improved a lot from last year. You know, we I think we all, a couple of us was on them last year. Um they look good. I watched some little film of the offensive line. I'm a I'm a lineman, so I love to see good offensive line and good defensive line. So I, I Neil looks good, man. Um maybe one hold up. One, two, three. Mm. I don't that I tell you what, that Flemington game is gonna be interesting with Neil. Um, it is. I mean, yeah. it, it, it yeah, is. Man. It is. And it's next week. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's going to be – if that if the, that may – if like if Flumpton loses against Thomasville, that's going to probably pick the third or fourth seed in that area. You guys think? Yeah. I mean, if if, if Flumpton drops Friday, it, it easily could. Um yeah. Um, but 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 here is Neil's schedule while we're on WS Neil. And WS Neil fans, please feel free to chime in with your thoughts. Um, for y'all follow the program most closely to anyone, any of us. 
Uh, obviously, you got Kyle Chill this week. So, um, obviously, you have Kyle Chill this week. Um, I that will be. Um, I, I hate to say it. I hate to say a tune-up game, but that will be kind of an easy game. I, I hate. Ooh, I hate to say that. But that'll be a kind of a tune-up game for Neil. So you get a bye week and a tune-up game. I think that's that's the best thing you can ask for right there. Um, and then you have Flomerton at home. So, all right, the second half of the season, you start a one and zero. Flomerton, let's say you start two and zero. Then you go to Thomasville. Um, hey, Cody Richie. Opelika, Auburn High, one of first meeting this Friday. Cody, we're going to have you on the show Thursday, so be sure to call in on Thursday as we talk about that game. Um, someone tell me the address of Cottage Hill Stadium. Last time I went there, I went all over Mobile trying to find that campus. Uh, I think Cottage Hill is off of Hillcrest in Mobile. I think. I believe. Don't 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 quote me on that. Um all right, so then you have Thomasville, then you have XL, and then you have the Battle of Murder Creek at the end of the season. Um, obviously, don't worry about the Battle of Murder Creek. It's not it's not a region game. So if you win or lose it, it's not going to help you in region-wise. But, however, everybody wants to beat T.R. Miller. Everybody wants to beat T.R. Miller because um, T.R. was a fun team to play. And, obviously, this game at the end of the year, it just means more down there in the greater Bruton area. Um, but Flomerton, Thomasville, XL. So, Neil, after Cottage Hill, Neil has their little three-game gauntlet in the region. I mean, don't sleep on XL. XL can make some noise. And, Detroit, you alluded to it on last week. On last week, XL can still make some noise. Um, and let's not forget about XL. We didn't talk about XL a lot today. But let's not forget about them either. Um, so, no, they're, the, they're good. So, I mean, I, I, like, like Cole Blackman said, those those last four games for Neil are tough. Not one easy win. Um, yes, I agree. Flomerton will not be an easy win. Thomasville won't be an easy win. XL won't be an easy win. TR Miller won't be an easy win. Um, but the good thing, the good thing for Neil, um, and I, I believe there's voodoo over there in that stadium. I really do. But you have all of those games. At home, except for Thomasville. And that's going to be a tough one. But you have all of them at home. Um, I know on the college level we talk about home field advantages. But I, I believe home field advantages are are most definitely a thing in, on the high school level too. So, just something to think about. I think W.S. Neal has a great fan base, as I stated earlier. Um, their, their fans show up three to four hours before kickoff. And they're there until the clock hits zero. That's what makes WS Neal one of the best. Um, so yeah, these Jackson fans are having a field day in these comments, as always, you know. Um, but when Jackson lose their first game, which probably would never happen, you know, it'll be funny to see. Uh, go ahead and tell the show Jackson by a lot. Let a Scambia County head coach have his shine tomorrow. Um, and don't shoot a movie, don't shoot no, don't do no hype video. Telling your team to get ready for Jackson and and no skits either, you know. So let's go ahead and get that out the way for Torres, a uh, proud sponsor of Coca Cola. Uh, but folks, 
W.S. Neal and Kata Chill. Look at some of these games. W.S. Neal and Kata Chill. Hillcrest at Mobile Christian. Thomasville at Flomerton. These are the games that will round out the region, will start to round out the region come Monday morning. Um, but closing thoughts, Detroit, um, Charles. Charles, I about forgot your name, man. <laughs> I, just, I tell you, uh, just I'll like say this, Excel uh, is at Monroe County tomorrow night. Uh, Monroe County, you know they 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 were tough against Thomasville. That going into like the late third, fourth quarter was only like fourteen to seven. So if you Excel, you have to be ready to play on Friday night. Uh, I hear Monroe County's got a pretty good quarterback. Uh, the last I heard, so. You know, I don't know that I say I look for XL to go in there and get upset, but that's a game that, you know, even if you're XL, Monroe County is better this year than they were last year. They are better, and and congrats to those guys because they've been working hard the last few years uh, to get where they're at, you know. And, and like I said, they played four quarters with Thomasville, you know, and Thomasville ended up winning 50-30, to 30, but uh, Monroe County put some points on the board in that game. And Cole Blackman says his region standings are Mobile Christian, Neil Thomasville, and Exhale. So he has Flomerton not making the playoffs. I guess these are his region standings. Um, if it shapes up like that, that will be very interesting. So um, let's, that's very interesting. Um, Charles Andalusia goes to uh, Geneva on Friday. Your thoughts on that and your final thoughts to close out the show. Uh, we're going over to Geneva, man. Uh, it's it's going to be – I don't want to give no boo to material The dogs will show up, man. The dogs don't show up. We're, we should have a pretty good, strong game. Hopefully, Jamari and Burnett will be back to put on a show for the crowd Friday night, man. So uh, – that that's I'm gonna leave that at that. Uh, go dogs! Hey, <laughs> but I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing how this three A region one is gonna shape out. It's pretty exciting. Um, the way everybody's up close and tight, man. Um, so that that's my closing thoughts. I'm I'm excited about this region one three A to see how it's gonna start to take shape Friday night. And let's like, man, it's football time, man. Let's go. It is absolutely football time. And to clarify Coles Blackman's uh, comment, these are his predictions um, to win this week. Mobile Christian uh, over Hillcrest, Neal over Cottage Hill, Thomasville over Flomerton, and Excel over Monroe County. Tomorrow is Wednesday. We'll be joined by Coach Vincent Harris of the Excambia County High School Blue Devils. Behind me, Coach Eddie Brundage. Love me some Coach B, y'all. Love me some Coach B. The Houston Academy Raiders go to Strong. That will be a great game. We'll dive into that game on Thursday. The 101st meeting between Auburn High School and the Opelika Bulldogs takes place this Friday night. Fun fact about that one, each team has won the game 47 times. I think it's been 47 times and three ties. That math might not add up. I only can tell y'all what people tell me. Um, so a very locked-in region, a locked-in series between Auburn High wow. School and Opa Laika. 
Our friends over there in Gainesville, Georgia, they are off. In Georgia, you get two bye weeks, and this is their second bye week. So they are on bye week, kind of in the driver's seat in their respective region. Also, keep an eye on reclassification numbers. Those should be start floating around soon. Some schools could stay in their respective regions. Some school could some schools could go up. And as always, some schools could go down. Wendell Hare, Detroit Webb, Hollywood Wilkerson. I am Michael Floyd. And this was the Powerhouse Sports Countdown to kickoff. We'll see you tomorrow as we are joined by Coach Vincent Harris of the Escambia County High School Blue Devils. Good night and so long, everybody. Hey.